Hello, welcome to the Knowledge Share with Dr. Dave podcast. This is your facilitator, Dr. Dave Cornelius. Knowledge Share with Dr. Dave is streamed on grokshare.com and broadcasted on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. I want to encourage everyone to find their awesomeness. It is a choice. Let's begin your learning experience to achieve your awesomeness. Good afternoon, Tucson, and welcome to another episode of the Creative City Show, where weekly our goal is to share the stories and strategies of the people and ideas shaping Tucson's future. And I am your host, Zach Yenser, and it continues to be a pleasure to be with you every weekend, uh, every episode of this radio broadcast as we debate, discuss, and envision uh, Tucson's best possible future. Uh, And I'm excited about our uh, uh, first half, at least, of the show uh, today, uh, getting to uh, talk to uh, someone who is helping Tucson's organizations and individuals and young people uh, learn uh, how to be agile uh, in their thinking and doing business and in their innovation. And uh, it, it's also funny because I was I was joking with uh, Dr. Dave earlier that on this show I talk a lot about open space, but not the open space that Dr. Dave talks about. So we're going to get into some good stuff. We're going to get into uh, Agile Weekend, Five Saturdays, his work with organizations and individuals, uh, and I'm really anxious to hear about his visit to the mayor's office uh, <laughs> recently. Dr. Dave is getting around, and Dr. Dave is someone who uh, came to Tucson, and uh, Tucson caught him and has not let him go, and I think we're better for it. So, Dr. Dave, welcome to the studio. Thanks for making time in your Saturday. Well, thanks for having me, Zach. I really appreciate the opportunity of being here and um, getting to share you know, what we're up to as we move into Tucson itself. Yes. And I always look forward to episodes where it's two podcasters and two radio broadcasters <laughs> going at it. This room's going to get real hot, real fast, really, with really a fast. lot of hot air. Yes. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I was just doing my basic kind of logistics, welcome to the studio. And Dr. Day was like, yeah, I know, I'm usually on your side of the table. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I had to catch myself and go, you know, this man knows what he's doing. So this is going to be fun yep. and uh, a good conversation. Uh, so, so f- maybe first, just to, to get us started, uh, could you define agility uh, and uh, and open space in terms of what you do and what you bring to the community? So, when I think about agility, um, my definition, anyway, in the traditional sense, you know, you think of the word agile; it just means to be nimble and flexible. Um, in the software space, when we talk about agile, it just talks about responding to change. But the way I look at agility, it's that it's really unintentionally, you're intentionally responding to change, and it's caused by some type of opportunities and threats, and you do that by inspecting, adapting your environments. So the change really is satisfied by deliver, what I would say, delivering a measurable outcome that can be realized and shared. And, you know, with agility itself, there's a certain amount of frameworks and those frameworks itself really help to amplify your strengths and weaknesses, mm. which is really amazing. And it's a practice that can be used in any industry 
and help people achieve awesomeness. That's where I look at agility as a practice. So it's not, most people think of agile as software. Right. But agile is a practice that could be used. Since we're talking about being flexible and nimble, you right. can use it in any industry, even right. in your personal life. Right. You know, which is fun. Yes. No, very cool. And at a city level, um, as well as we were talking about. But I mean, as you were probably listening to Dr. Dave already share a little bit about agility, talking frameworks and software, that's your background. You're, yeah, you're a software guy. I am. Uh, and so how, how does, um, how does that background, uh, help define how you help organizations and individuals be more agile, be more, be more, um, adaptable to change? Well, one, well, the way I view myself is that I'm a servant leader, right? I mean, that's the context. And a lot of agile practitioners, that's where we view ourselves, that we're here to serve the needs of the people who are really entrusted to, to us, right? And so I'm a coach and trainer. And through that that practice, you know, software is very disciplined in in its approach. However, agility itself really allow it to really shine and allow teams to work better together. So in terms of just thinking of the context of serving other people, especially in the in business context, that's really far-fetched, right? Because we're always competing against each other. But imagine that you and I could work well together, and I call frictionless collaboration, that you and I could work well together and get something done and add value to our customers and to the organization that we work with, or even just for our city, Um you know, if, if you wanted to do a simple project of getting 10 people together and planning how we're going to make things better, um, you could easily do that with using some of the concepts and the frameworks of agility. So it was interesting. Um, yeah. I wanted to throw Edmund Marquez in there. Um, I just had a conversation with him recently talking cool. about, Hey, what does agile look like for right. Tucson? Now, and his feedback was just amazing. Yeah. Just, <laughs> you know, it was just amazing just to hear, you know, him talk about the city and the leadership right. having the ability to respond to change. As right. you bring new companies into the organize, into this area, just having the ability to make better decisions and to prioritize, you know, what's number one versus number N. So. Right. That's incredible. Uh, so just, just to make sure that, that as we kind of round out the introduction of this idea, we, we hit on your software background. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, give us a quick snapshot of the last kind of 15 years of your personal evolution of, of coming from Southern California and working, you know, in software and then you find yourself in Tucson and, yeah. and now we got you, you and, got and you're not, you're not getting away anytime soon. I'm not leaving. Tucson is home. Um, so I moved here, like, think of it, um, May of 2018. Um, we were looking to just reboot li- um, life. My wife, Carmen, and I moved here. Um, she's from Mexico. And, and it was, I have family here. My sisters lived here for 20-something years. Yeah. So decided to move to Tucson and said, this could be a base to go anywhere, right? If I'm building a, a company, this would be a great place to start. But in terms of the journey of, of being working in the software space, you know, um, when I looked at overall that throughout that, that journey itself, you know, we're delivered over a billion dollars of customer value working in, in really large, uh, Fortune 50, Fortune 64 companies, um, working with startups, helping them to bring different types of software. Like I was working with, um, a cryptocurrency or, or fintech company 
All right, and they were doing an ICO, so it's taking a small organization like that. When I was when I first moved here, we, we were like wrapping that up, and and allowing them to do an ICO and bring their products to market, or working with um, a, a giant um, healthcare company where we're setting up a way for them to make better decisions. So just imagine if you have maybe 36 different plans across the country. And everyone has different demands and different needs and different priorities. Well, how do you really manage that and allow you to make the right decision at the right time in a very nimble way? And so a lot of the agility practices is what we, what I've brought to the table to help organizations like that, big and small, you know, really achieve success in, in itself. But, you know, software is a, a thing that could really get out of hand really quickly. Right. If you don't have good frameworks for people to work, like I was telling you before, you know, you could have 10 people write the same piece of software and write it in 10 different ways with 10 different meanings with 10 different priorities. So, right. You know, agile in, in itself as a practice helps us to frame that out. But I would say do not think of agile just for software because people have used right. it to move across the country, get married, lose right. weight, you know, all sorts gotcha. of different ways of, of using the practice. Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were, we were laughing a little earlier that, you know, when I first, um, uh, when I first met you and we were talking about agile, yeah. it was just a brief conversation. We didn't have time to get into, uh, into it that I, I was thinking of the software. Yeah. Um, but this is really a, a way of managing change and innovation in the yes. best way possible. And that's the connection to this show. Real quick, is there a kind of brand that, I mean, cause you're an author, you're a coach, you're yeah. a speaker, you delivered over a billion dollars of, of value. Is there a brand that people can, can search to find you or to find out more about you or? Yeah. So, um, my consultancy is called Nalshare which is knowledge share without the W. So knowledge share, you could find knowledgeshare.org or .com. Great. Um, but also, you know, they could find me on my podcast, knowledge share with Dr. Dave. Um, you could find that in iTunes, Google play and Spotify. Gotcha. And I have this weird website. It's called grok share to grok. I got educated today. Yeah. I, I, what does grok mean? <laughs> grok means to be in the know, to know things. Yeah, that's right. To completely right. understand. To completely understand. Yeah. I'm very thankful that I, um, that I retained that nugget in a 15-minute period. You scared me that I wasn't going to remember. Like, Dr. Dave just told me this. I looked at him with kind of blank, a blank stare like, oh. at first, and uh, Dr. Dave, Dr. Dave schooled me up on uh, on Grox so. sharing. <laughs> but um, no, so the connection to this show is, and we'll get into it in probably more so the next segment. But you are um, helping. Uh, individuals and companies and organizations figure out lean business and innovation yes. strategy, which basically means I'm going to give a stab at it and you can refine it as, as, as it needs to be refined. But basically, how do you innovate and adapt to change, uh, in the most simple and straightforward way possible? I, I think that's pretty clean, right? I mean, that's pretty clean to understand. Right, it's really adapting and, and, and really, when we think about lean, we want to optimize. Right. Right, to the point where we're really maximizing value and reducing waste. And, and we have respect for people and work in a continual learning mode. So. Right. It's, that, I love your clean definition. I'm just adding a little bit more Absolutely. color to it. Yeah. That, that allows people to really measure their outcomes. And, and that's why when I think of agility, I think of it as, 
immeasurable outcome that can be realized and shared. And, the, the, you know, when I talk about measurable outcomes, they're just the outcomes are, are the payouts, right? Mm-hmm. You know, otherwise you just have outputs. But the realized the realize part is just comes from Maslow when you think of his, um, you know, getting up to self-actualization, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I think those things are, are critical in terms of people growing and developing and becoming, you know, better at what they do, developing mastery and having purpose. And the sharing part of it is really important that right. you and I could sit down and, and, and learn from each other. And so that's the beauty of agility. Um, you know, every startup company, and I think a lot of startup companies miss this point. Um, they think that if we go through a lean business canvas, that that's enough. It's not enough. It's a startup. It's a start. Agility is what really helps you to accelerate. I call it the, the lightsaber for the mm. entrepreneur. Uh, and intrapreneur, right? For, right. for people who are working Absolutely. within organizations. Right. So it's a bit broader than just, you know, the concept of, of doing a startup company. It's, it's the things that help you to really excel long term continually, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. great. Yeah. And in the next segment, um, it sounds like we're going to kind of put some meat to those bones yeah. and, and walking, walking us through a little bit of what that agile um, weekend's going to look like and training yeah. agility. And then the other thing that I'm really excited about uh, and to talk about is um, agility for uh, high school students, yes. for the next generation to figure out uh, their own personal agility strategy, uh, but also workforce enablement. Yes. And this skill that you are training uh, is kind of a zeitgeist moment, I think, in Tucson because we're realizing that we're not training people well enough to fulfill the jobs that are needed or the jobs that are soon to come to Tucson. So the phrase in Tucson is workforce development. Yeah. But uh, in your words, other parts of the country, other parts of research have actually gone past that point to yeah. workforce enablement. And I'm looking forward to, to digging into that uh, in a, a little bit. Certainly, Zach, whenever you're ready to. Great. Well, let's go visit some of our great sponsors. And then when we come back, we'll dive into Agile Weekend, Workforce Enablement. And I still want to hear about your visit with the mayor. (laughs) How cool. I'm excited. Tucson, come on back. We are talking about people and ideas shaping Tucson's future. Weekend Talk that's live and local, only on AM 1030, KVOI, The Voice. Tucson, you are listening to the Creative City Show, and we are talking about people and ideas shaping Tucson's future. And I'm here in the studio live with Dr. Dave uh, from so many things, uh, <laughs> but uh, you can find him uh, at his podcast, Null Share, K-N-O-L-S-H-A-R-E, uh, and he is, uh, oh, what would I say, entrepreneur... Uh, creative coach, speaker, a deliverer of value, (laughs) and now we've got him in Tucson. But there's a few things that we want to cover in this segment. We we took last segment to kind of set the stage and talk about agility and lean, straightforward, simple innovation and business strategy that can be applied to organizations and to individuals. And simply, uh, when the need to change and adapt is thrown your way, how do you do that? How do you do it in the best way possible? And Dr. Dave has taken his software framework, his software background, uh, and figured out, uh, along with a global community, how to apply it to 
uh, individuals and organizations, and then also to the next workforce, the next generation of our workforce. So we're going to cover all that uh, and build off the foundation of agility uh, that we set up. So where do we begin, Dr. Day? Let's talk about Agile Weekend. Yes, it's called, actually, it's called Agile Open Conference. Okay. And, and I was lucky and fortunate that someone um, at Connect at Connect Coworking said, send the mayor an email and ask to meet with him. Hmm. And so I sent him an email and said, hey, can I meet with you? I want to, you know, I just moved here from um, Orange County, California. Here's this great idea, you know, that we're doing here in Tucson and how we're going to bring value. And we're going to do it for a whole week. And would you give me a proclamation? This And it's called Be Agile Week. And what, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about that conversation. I would love to know when you pitched him this idea, what got him excited as a leader in Tucson? What really got him excited is the fact that we were creating community mm-hmm. in, in Tucson and community around innovation. And, and the thing that I'm really excited is, is about continual learning of, of how do we build a community, a learning community um, in, in Tucson by bringing people together and sharing different ideas without having a speaker or n number of speakers where everyone come. And if you have an idea, you could be a convener. And a convener is nothing more than someone with an idea. So if I have an idea about making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and doing it in the most agile way, I could stand up in front of a crowd and say, I have an idea about making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> and whoever wants to come and have the conversation with me, you're mm-hmm. welcome to do that. Right, so it's very collaborative. It's a it's a very interesting way of of how we mm-hmm. share information. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, we we the conversation hinged on this weekend talk, and also the value that comes out of this weekend with bringing people new knowledge and skills. It's really tapping into the five Saturdays program and how mm-hmm. we help high school students prepare them. Well, you know, through workforce enablement. Mm-hmm. So that was the dialogue, the gist right. of, of the conversation, right? So you could see that it, he could have a vision of how you could develop people because to me that's it right people make things happen and if you could empower people with the right skills make sure they have mastery and purpose right trust respect all of those good all those good stuff right it really like changes the way your whole city works the way your com- you know your company works right. even your family right if you have those great type of soft skills that you need so. right I can imagine part of his excitement, too, came from the realization, and I think everybody's pretty much on the same page about this, that Tucson is 10 to 20 years behind the curve in many, many areas as an agile, innovative city, as a city that is home to agile, innovative companies, um, you know, people like yourself who uh, come here and can stay here and can thrive here. We have a lot of work to do, and of course, his passion for high school students to stay in school to develop as members of the community and to exit their education experience, hopefully able to step into the workforce and stay in Tucson. So it makes complete sense to me why he gave a big old yes to that email. So I'm <laughs> glad that that happened. And, me too. And uh, yeah, he's he's very accessible. So maybe just to put some meat on the bones, if it's okay with you, when someone goes to this Agile Open conference, yeah, what are they learning? What What skills and training do they walk away with? So it's very interesting. When you think of, you've talked about open space, and my definition, well, it's not even my definition. It comes from this guy named um, Harrison Owen, 
right? And so the definition of open space technology, right, it's just a method for organizing and running meetings or multi-day conference where participants provide the knowledge, the ideas that we want to talk about. So we don't have any speakers. Hmm. And the speakers are actually the attendees. Cool. And so open space conferences, you have people who come from all over the world, and that's what's going to happen that hmm. week. We'll have people coming in from all over the world um, having, yeah, hey, I want to talk about how do I work better in a team setting? How mm-hmm. do I estimate? Um, how do I innovate better? And basically you would have a lot of like-minded people who, who may stop and said, hey, I, I, can I join you for that conversation? And the answer is yes. Everyone get in there and sit down and share ideas. And so that week itself begins with training, certifications. You know, these are globally recognized certifications. So you think you could become a scrum master or product owner. There are over a million people certified in that space globally. Um, We have some deep dives on Thursday. So I'm doing a session on diversity, equity, and inclusion. I think it's something really important in our society today. Um, I have friends who are coming in from Boston who are talking about high-performing teams. I have friends who are coming from Dallas talking about having great conversations about, um, you know, how do you have a conversation with your boss and they get fired, which is a great conversation to have. And I also have a friend who's coming down from Phoenix, and she will speak about Agile 101. So you could see, you could if you know nothing about agility as a practice, you begin with some um, training some certification, have some deep dives and workshops. Friday, you become a convener. I have an idea. And then Saturday, you learn about coaching, which is to me is huge to learn how if you're an aspiring coach, you come and listen to seasoned coaches like myself and, and others. Or if you're a seasoned coach, you could come in and start sharing and exchanging ideas. So it's one big pool of people collaborating, sharing um, learning how to do things that you could go back to work on Monday and use immediately. Or matter of fact, you could leave whatever day you, you come to that event and go back and use it with your friends. That's this is how cool it is. You know, right. it's fun. That's cool. Yeah. One of the uh, one of the um, so just from my research and you know I ended up writing a book about it because I was interested in it. Yeah. There, there are three things that thriving organizations, communities, cities have had as a pattern throughout history and that create innovation, create flourishing, that create these environments. And yeah. the first I call is incubation. Mm-hmm. And what you're doing is a picture of that where you're just creating a space for people and ideas to interact and collide. Yep. And out of that collision comes innovation um, that then can move on to the next stages. But without having to have speakers, without having to have a uh, massive agendas just get people in a room yep. and innovate from there that's a form of agility um in my mind it is um it, it is because it's really responding right to change which is an opportunity or a threat right right and so we focus on the opportunity side right but even but even things that are threats to the individuals um in their workspace or, or even in their companies, it's a safe space to come and have that, that conversation. Mm-hmm. How do I fix this? Mm-hmm. And so you may have 20 or 30 people sitting there saying, well, here's my experience when I've had this certain situation and here and how I have dealt with this. 
and maybe th- those 20 or 30 people may say, why don't we come up with a framework mm-hmm. of how do we tackle this problem in the organization? So someone came with a problem, so people empathize with them, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden they're ideating about creating right. a framework or a practice of how right. we could go back and Right. And handle this and share this back with the world. That's, That's what's cool. awesome about open space. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and, and to maybe just continue synthesizing it even from there, you have a five Saturday program yeah. applying these scenes to high school students. So walk us through that five Saturday program to help high school students be agile in their personal and future careers, and then workforce enablement. Let's dig into that a little bit more. Yeah, so five Saturdays, it serves two groups. We work with industry professionals who come in and they learn our curriculum, and then they run the workshops. Very important group of people because they become the mentors, right, for our future students or future professionals um, in our community. Then the second group is 13 to 19-year-olds. Yeah, to me, high school students are at that deep end of the pool, mm-hmm. right? and they're getting ready to jump off the diving board, and that diving board becomes the workforce. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the right. journey. Right? And so what, what I really care about is that we focus on four key areas. We talk about agile life skills. So things like how do we teach you to be mindful about life and planning, and how do you continually learn by doing retrospectives? Right? And doing things in very incremental delivery and, and really being just transparent about what's going on with mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's one context. We look at lean business startups. So that's one track that the students can learn how to be entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. I think it's really so important. Great. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Because basically right now they're just consumers of innovation right. and not producers of innovation. And that's yes. what we want to change. Absolutely. Um, the third aspect of this is looking at agile software development. I think software development skills are really key. You know, yes. um, I was read an article in the Harvard Business Review recently, and it talks about software eating the world. Mm. And it's true. You know, your cars have software. Mm-hmm. You know, you get home and your thermostat has software. So software is everywhere. And to me, it's a great skill of where people could, what I call, start shifting legacy. Right. I mean, you could get in there and make a serious killing, a great living building software um, as a life skill or as a profession. And the fourth area that we really care about is job readiness and effective communication. Mm. The reason we talk about job readiness. So you walk out of of our session and you learn these great skills. Well, how do you go find a job? Well, how about let's teach you how to build a resume. Let's teach you how to build a network. Let's talk about an elevator pitch. Yep. Um, let's talk ab- about how do we communicate with each other verbally and non-verbally. So those are the key critical skills that we're putting into those students. And it goes by like this because it's sure. it's really seven Saturdays, so we lie. Okay. No, we're not really lying. <laughs> <laughs> the first Saturday is, is an intro Saturday, and the yeah. last Saturday is an awards Saturday. So the five core Saturdays. They start at 10 and they're done at 2.30. Okay. But the award Saturday is just amazingly fun because we start off with what we call um, speed interviewing. So we bring industry professionals in and we have mock jobs. And so in three minutes, you have to go and interview for a job. And mm. and so all of the skills they've learned, they have to come in, present their resume. They have to be dressed well. They have to have right. eye contact, handshakes, introductions, mm. all of the good stuff. In three wow, minutes. That's incredible. Yeah. And then we pivot mm. on to where 
if you're building software, obviously you build a project. If you were doing lean business, you came up with a business idea. That's great. Then it's a shark tank time. Yep, yep. So we invite CIOs and CEOs to wow. be part of the shark tank. They give feedback, right? So it's just amazing. You That's know, wonderful. Really watch that. And I can see how you differentiate maybe workforce development in terms of hard skills yeah. and workforce enablement, which are those maybe softer skills uh that 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 deal with kind of lifelong enablement that's that's amazing yeah if um uh, i i want to make sure that you know before we run out of time that if there's someone listening who wants to be a part of the agile open conference yep and or the um the, the five saturdays program how how do we get more information so really easy um the, the website for Agile Open Arizona is just that, agileopenarizona.com. And for five Saturdays, it's the number five Saturdays. You're, you're making it easy. I'm a guy. <laughs> we are very creative. <laughs> got to keep it easy. Yeah, got to keep it simple. That's yeah. wonderful. I, yeah. I'm really excited about uh, about these things, and, yeah. and I have a passion for mentorship and encouraging the next generation that Tucson can be home. Yeah. Uh, and I see this as a step that we can start creating a pipeline around that once they get through programs like Five Saturdays, then how do we encourage them about staying here and growing here and providing those resources? So so I'm enthused. Um, I've got a curveball for you to close us out. Send it. Okay. Uh, in, in just a minute or two, mm-hmm. in your... Uh, you have family who lived here. You were here earlier uh, on uh, about a decade ago. You're now here full time and, and hopefully forever. Um, what does our city need to do to be more agile? If you if you could have another two minutes with the mayor um, uh, and say agile city, here's how we do it. Go. So, and and these are not my words. I'm using I'm going to use Edmund's words because I'm going to share his podcast with you. Um, so his view is is that. The, the actual city itself would be able to quickly respond to any type of opportunities and that may come along and actually win, win to, to really help people um, in a way that because the leaders are collaborating, they're working the highest priority items that they need to. So Tucson as a city would always have a backlog of work to be done that is of highest priority order. Right. And it's not driven by politics. It's driven by the needs of the customer. Right. And who are the customers? The, the citizens of the city. Mm. And so when you take that perspective of truly being a servant leader and serving the needs of the people who are entrusted to you. So the first thing you're going to f- focus on is really making sure that the citizens are well taken care of. So the decisions you're going to make are going to be based on what's in the best interest of the citizens short term. And long term. Mm-hmm. So from a, so an agile city would look like that. And I'm kind of like using some of the things that he said as, as a, and also blending that in with also my perspective of how do we, you know, build a great city. And I think we're, you know, Tucson is already a great city. So I'm glad to be here. It's a, it's a great city and the potential is unlimited. Yep. But to reach that potential, we need to become more agile. Yes. Uh, so, uh, um, I am excited to listen to that interview you were just talking about. Yeah. Maybe we should have another episode where we talk about city agility because that's a layer of passion that I that I that I had to talk about. Yeah. But one more thing before we sure. go. Um 
we're doing a challenge. So it's called Be Agile Week Challenge. So if you still go to agileopenarizona.com, you would find a link in there to click on this um, challenge. And so what we want you to do is to do something kind or beneficial for someone at work, home, or community. And I said, don't forget yourself. And we've laid out a simple eight-step process for doing that. So we said, have a vision, have a prioritized list of work to do. That's with an acceptance criteria. Do some team collaboration. You estimate. You execute that list. You measure the outcome and make sure the recipient is satisfied. Reflect to improve for the next time. Mm -hmm. And you rinse and repeat. Eight easy steps. So that's the vision that we have for Be Agile Week as a challenge. And it's not only just for Tucson. So we have invited people to participate from Iceland, from Phoenix, from New York, all over the country, all over the world to get involved Mm. with this uh, challenge. So I hope that your listeners are really enthused about just doing it. And it doesn't have to be anything big. It could be something small that's really kind or beneficial to someone. Very cool. Yeah. Well, Dr. Dave, again, thank you for taking some time on your Saturday to come and hang out with us here in the studio and to talk about Agile uh, lifestyle, agile business, and an agile city. Yeah. More conversation to More come. More conversation to come, my friend. Wonderful. Dr. You, Dave, Zach. yes. Uh, and good luck with everything uh, later this spring. And yes. uh, go Tucson. Yes, and I hope to see you at our, our, our conference. Well, thank you. I appreciate the yes. invitation. Yes. We're going to go visit some more great sponsors. When we come back, I'm going to share with you some conversations that I had this week out in the city that reflect why we need to have agility and how to get there. It's almost like it connects. It's almost (laughs) like we planned it that way. Tucson, welcome back to the Creative City Show on 1030 KVOI, The Voice. Uh, We just wrapped up a couple really good segments with Dr. Dave uh, from many things. So you can find him on his podcast, Knoll Share, uh, K-N-O-L, like knowledge share, but without the W. Uh, and he uh, spoke with us about Agile Open Conference, and Agile Weekend, uh, and uh, Five Saturdays, a uh, program later on this year to help high school students uh, with Agile life skills, a lean business startup and entrepreneurship, software development, and work force readiness and it was interesting how how it's turned out uh, honestly because uh, we talked about uh, uh agility in terms of how do you adapt to change how do you innovate uh when change comes your way how do you make change when change comes your way and we started talking about it from an individual standpoint from an organizational standpoint and then i threw him a curveball at the end and i said what uh, what does Tucson need to do to be an agile city? To be an agile city, a city that adapts and innovates well around change. And the big picture for this uh, that I believe is, I was looking at um, a, a study of U.S. mayors around the country and how mayors in small, mid-size, and large cities Think about the issues and challenges that face them in their cities. And in both mid-sized cities, so kind of, you know, up to 500,000, and in large cities, 500,000 and up, it was some combination um, of job and economic development, uh, of affordability, and public safety, that cities around the country are starting to face similar challenges in bringing 
jobs and workforce either out of the existing system or into the city system from the outside acquisition, uh, uh, keeping housing affordable so people can actually live in your community and keeping people safe. Uh, Cities around the country are facing a lot of the same challenges that we in Tucson would say that we have, which makes me come to the conclusion that the American city, our city and cities around the country, and I would even say the world, are starting to face the need to innovate, the need to change, the need to think differently and have bigger, better vision towards how to meet the challenges and opportunities of the 21st century. And as flowery as that might sound, uh, it's not, uh, because we are living in a time when the pressures and the needs and the requirements of our cities, of Tucson, of Tucson and Phoenix, of Tucson, Phoenix, and Flagstaff, of t- cities around the country uh, are facing the need to adapt and to innovate. And so how do we have city agility? And, and one thing he mentioned from a conversation that he had was how do we, uh, how do we respond quickly? How do we have almost a backlog of opportunity in the city. And it got me thinking that, uh, in my mind, Tucson reacts. It doesn't respond. Um, that when we face change, when we face the need, or we face an opportunity, we are not responding strategically to that opportunity. We are reacting to what that, uh, to, to what that opportunity, uh, may be. And, and that comes from a scarcity mindset where for so long, We've felt like we've turned away so much opportunity. We've, we've turned away so much, uh, 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 growth and development opportunity that, that now we almost have whiplash when something comes our way. We feel the need that we have to, uh, accept it and bring it in. That we don't have a backlog of opportunity. We don't have a quantity of opportunity to make strategic decisions about. And so we always feel under the gun. Uh, and then, Another thing that I think I will talk more about in our final segment um, is how do we have how do we build capacity uh, in our uh, city jurisdictions and our neighborhoods and our communities for people to be involved and educated in our cities to make uh, good decisions uh, good decisions together uh, and a, a a lot of what we often see in Tucson when it comes to kind of development and political interests uh, that seem to be in competition to neighborhood and community interests is that uh, we, we don't have an ability to have a conversation uh, in Tucson that is in advance of reacting to a situation. So often when things come before a community, there's so much history uh, there and again, these are things I'm learning from conversations and sitting in, in different meetings and being with different community uh, and city and county groups. Is that we're not training uh, our communities, our neighborhoods, our neighbors uh, how to have constructive conversations and how to have uh, relationship with uh, with development and. Uh, political interests. And so when opportunities to develop, when opportunities to grow come before our communities, it's often the first time that our communities will hear about uh, issues, uh, this, that, or the other development. And there's a lack of agility, there's a lack of openness to change uh, that is understandable. But how do we have these healthier innovation uh, conversations in Tucson uh, so that neighborhoods and neighbors and communities know who to talk to? 
uh, know what the, the pathways are that development and change happens uh, so that when the time for conversation comes up, that it's constructive and, and not reactive. Uh, so that's kind of a, a tie from the first part of the segment to what I want to talk about in the final segment. Uh, and if that has sounded a little bit vague or not clear, I promise uh, I'll give you an example that will, that will flesh that out. How does our community understand how to interact with itself in order to be agile and innovative when the time for change comes? Because the fact of the matter is uh, change is coming, change will come, change will always come. In fact, the only thing that is constant is change. And so how does our community embrace it and grow the best? Hello, this is Dr. Dave Cornelius again. Thank you for listening. We hope you were able to add to your awesomeness journey with this learning experience to obtain new knowledge. We are grateful to those who support us. We would like to thank our sponsor, Nalshare, for the continued support for this podcast. Visit www.nalshare.org to achieve your awesomeness through agile coaching and training, digital transformation strategy, agile organization development, lean business startup, and diversity, equity, and inclusion coaching. Nalshare.org also provides online workshops for PDUs and SEUs to help you maintain your existing professional development certification and achieve new ones. We support lean thinking and agile life skills education through the Five Saturdays Agile Education Program. Visit www.the5saturdays.org to donate your time, money, and knowledge. That's www.5saturdays.org. Check out Dr. Dave's latest book, Prayers to My Abba Father God, on Amazon.com, a focus on prayer to enable spiritual growth. You will also find his books, Elastic Minds, What Are You Thinking? and Transforming Your Leadership Character, The Lean Thinking and Agility Way, on Amazon.com. Look for the Nalshare with Dr. Dave podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. The Nalshare with Dr. Dave podcast is streamed on grokshare.com. If you have any questions for Dr. Dave, reach out on Twitter at Dr. Cornelius Info or at Nalshare. Copyright 2019 Nalshare. Until next time, find your awesomeness. Mm-hmm.